You're now listening to Live Chat Radio. What do your neighbor and say? Neighbor? Neighbor? Community? Community? Redefine. Redefine. Say one more time with me. You know, you can, you know, we figured out as humans how to put people on the moon. Yeah. But we haven't figured out how to get humans to stop killing each other. Yikes. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Live Chat Radio. This is your girl, E. Calloway with E. Calloway Management. And I'm Felicia Benton with the Zoe Communications Agency and Alicia magazine didn't you guys miss her saying that last week i know <laughs> i tried to do your voice impersonation like it was cute it didn't work like uh, way up the octave <laughs> i did yeah because i feel like my voice is so low and oh, yours is like really high. It okay is, like, that's interesting yeah, okay well you did good my tone um so welcome to the show you guys thank you so much for tuning in we're excited to have you back listening to us today uh so make sure that you check in on all check in on us with all of our social media handles is live chat radio across the board facebook twitter what else instagram. instagram live chat radio you guys tag us yeah and make sure you're also connected to our website our website is getting ready to go over a massive overhaul go through a massive overhaul so if you're not already connected on the website you need to take yourself over there to livechatlive.com and get on our newsletter list because uh there's a lot of stuff that we've got going coming up in the fall that we want to connect you with yes absolutely get in there so we have a very special guest that's on our show today. We're very excited to introduce. Um, but before we do that, we want to talk a little bit about what our subject title is for today. Yeah, today's subject title. I feel like a preacher. So, <laughs> today's <laughs> message is, yeah. So turn to your neighbor and say. <laughs> neighbor? What are they going to say? I don't know. You're going to say oh, the title of our say, show. Uh, community. <laughs> Come on, I'm ready. Okay, do it again. Go. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor? Neighbor? Okay, now go. What okay. Gonna say? Community? Community? Redefine. Redefine. Say one more time with me. Community? Community? Redefine. Redefine. Listen. Now, if, no, okay, okay. Oh, we're wow, not going to go on all that. You were about to, you were You're, diving we're in. We're two PKs. Let's go. We can, we can do that all day long. My daddy didn't do that kind of stuff, though, but we went to all <laughs> the churches did. and all the people <laughs> did, like all the pastors oh, did at other churches. And so it's like, you know, it becomes part of your lifeblood. You can't help yourself. It, earlier, like like neighbor. later on when he got older, he didn't do all of that foolishness. Yeah. But like early on, oh yeah, he you was You just so. called it foolishness. Somebody's it is. pastor is going to call in and say, that's not foolishness. The it's Bible so says if you repeat the word, you'll know the word. No? No, no okay. that's well, not that's not the word. It's okay. their words. Well. So community redefined. Uh, and you know, I mean, if you guys listen to Live Chat Radio, you know how... Uh, involved we are in community right um, to say the least like everything that um, we do in our businesses it's all about building community in some aspect um, I focus on on building community through entertainment and fee you focus on building community through marketing branding um, you know helping government leadership try to figure out their direction right basically right. and so um we're very excited to have dr larry terry from the unt dallas urban search institute oh, so much it's, it's a, a mouthful, mouthful. It yeah. <laughs> and it's not search as in s-e-a-r 
It's, yeah, it's S E R C H. And yeah. I should know these things. I'm working with the Urban Search Institute this summer on um, branding their community leadership academy and some messaging right. and communication. So let me see if I can spit out what this acronym yes. stands for. Golly, I already feel the pressure. So S is for service. Okay, service, education, research, mm-hmm. um, community, community I, and sure, hope. I hope so. Hope. I think that's what okay. it all, those letters stand for. That's so nice it's all it's search without the A. Okay. Yay. So he's going to come on. Um, the interview basically kind of dives into what the institute is all about. And it's some very interesting information. You gotta, you're going to enjoy it um, very much. Yeah. They're working specifically on a program called the Community Leadership Academy, which is focused on bringing both civilians and police officers in the same space to learn really strategic leadership skills and how to work together and pr- improve their community collectively. Right. So not just looking at the at the police officers as the remedy or these neighborhood associations or regular community members as the remedy, but really how do you work together with law enforcement to create a sense of humanity and collective purpose in order to create change in an area. Yeah. It's a yeah. lot. I know. It's it sounds very work. difficult. It's hard work, <laughs> but they're smart folk over there at the UNT Dallas yeah. Urban Search Institute. So they're approaching it from a very kind of academic, but yet human perspective. Yes. Point of view. It's really, uh, really pretty interesting stuff. So hopefully you'll hang tight and listen to that interview in its entirety. Yes. Okay. So we're going to go into our, of course, the favorite part, my favorite part of our intros, which what is, is the quote and the word for today. Okay, uh, okay man. Be your word so, first. Okay. So. We're going to just stay real basic today. We're going to, our word for the day is actually, (coughs) excuse me, is actually community. It's a word we use all the time, but I don't know if we necessarily know what community is Mm. by definition. So community, there are two definitions we'll read. One is a group of people living in the same place or having a particular characteristic in common. Mm. So that's number one. But number two is the one that I think is more interesting. It is a feeling of fellowship with others as a result of sharing common attitudes interests and goals Mm -hmm. so to me that's sometimes the part of community that gets left off like even though you might disagree with somebody or you might see them in a position of power and thereby don't directly interact with them on a regular basis you should have some sort of common attitude common interest common goal and thus have a feeling of fellowship uh with working with them right right and community does i think that a lot of people um minimize community to just their area their zip code right and so community or their street their street yeah exactly like yeah this is my area um but it supersedes that i mean community is just a group of like-minded people so that could be your church that could be your ymca that could be your girls group that could be your book club right you know all of those spaces um, is is literally a community because you are all like minded and kind of shooting for the same goal. Right, so right, right. yeah, right. community. All right, and then the quote for today is: "Taking the time to build community to get to know your people will have long lasting benefits." And that's from Clifton Talbert. Okay, Clifton. Yeah, yeah. Taking the time to know your people, also the part of community that we don't tend to like to do. Like it's so funny because we want people to be responsive to us and understand who we are without taking the time to understand them. Right. And community is about sharing, not only sharing common goals, but taking the time to actually get to know that other person so that you can do community well and and accomplish your goals together. Yeah. I mean, because for a lot of people, I think it's hard to, 
um, to come out of their shell in a community and, and actually become a part of a community. So even in your neighborhood, like you may not even know your neighbors. You right. you literally may not like, I mean, and I'm telling you this, but I'm speaking to myself actually, yeah, because right. I'm surrounded by, mm, I live in like a cul-de-sac or a little partial cul-de-sac. So I'm surrounded by about four houses and I probably know maybe one or two like one yeah. or two of my neighbors yeah. outside of everyone um and that's literally just because i'm just i'm good like in my yeah, mind i'm like i'm good, I'm good. Yeah. I'm, you know but this just kind of forces me to say maybe i should like get out of my shell and go and actually meet them and see yeah. you know how i can actually help them and how they can help me and how right. we can help each other or just know them like the way that you make changes in an area is by at least knowing who you're working with right but, if, but the, it takes a lot for us to not think that we can do it on our own right and to walk across the street and shake a hand or yeah. walk next door to say hi my name is felicia mm -hmm. me and my kid live next door right just want you to know right and then over time cultivating the relationship so that you know if you need their help a cup of sugar yeah or, or, or whatever change, you know? or like you know watching out for my house when yeah. i'm not there or you know letting me know hey somebody was creeping around right. your door um i have a neighbor that when we first moved into the neighborhood she's the neighbor that's like hey how you doing my yeah. name is da, da, da. and so for, for me those people's like oh you nosy get yeah. out of my business mm -hmm. lady you doing too much but really it's right. just about her being like concerned about her neighbors like that's i want right. to know who's coming into my neighborhood that's right. you know and and it's a different mindset right. specifically talking about zip codes when you own versus lease or rent because right. you know when you own something you're like i'm here for permanently basically like this yeah. is this is my hood you know so i want to yeah. i want to protect it and so she came over um a couple of weeks ago actually with a card because one of our other neighbors had a loss in it in their family and i was thinking like that's so that's so sweet like yeah. who that's randomly like who does that a good neighbor yeah that's such a good neighbor and then mm. she uh like state farm and <laughs> we didn't get paid for that actually we should um but she she came over and i didn't even realize that she had lupus and like all of these things you know things yeah. just came Started out about yeah her. just mm -hmm. in our conversation and so you know it's always good to to know who's in your community whether that's in your zip code or not yeah, no, no, who you around? That's good. Yeah, people. Uh, so, Fee, you just got back from Mexico. Oh wow, that was yep. a hard transition. It wasn't. Yes, <laughs> I did just get back from Mexico. How was off it? The plane. It was great. It was really great. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just have I, I have like a basic life philosophy now as it pertains to to vacation, and it took me a long time to get here. Mm -hmm. Not as long as a lot of people, let me say. It took me a while, but not a super long time. And that's just recognizing the need to make memories with your children. Yes, um, absolutely. And also the fact that my grandpa is still 100, and he's 102 and still wants to travel. I love it. So while he's still here, if he's going, then we're all going. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of just an agreement that we've made amongst ourselves as a family. Mm -hmm. It's a strange kind of sacrifice. You know, you have to, we really made the decision to go a week prior to leaving mm -hmm. and so in that instant you just pop us going okay well we're all we're going, going all, all 16 going of us that's amazing yeah it, everywhere we went people thought we were like on a family reunion or is it a birthday it was literally not a special occasion we were just going it's to dinner vacation it was yeah that's it was, a special that's but a people don't go on fa family vacation with 16 people yeah that's true and with including a hundred year old man and yeah. you know this all of your sisters all of your nieces all everybody yeah was just but it was you know it's different so uh what was the highlight 
the cliche answer is just being there. You mm-hmm. know, we were in Cabo, and Cabo is part mountain, part beach. Mm-hmm. And so we stayed in this house that's like in the mountains, mm-hmm. and you could see everything from the view. So that kind of was surreal. Just being there was surreal, you know? Yeah. Um, but my nephew requested Despacito, the song, <laughs> like at least eight times. That's so funny. And at one point, he requested it by who? Just like, like play it whoever on your phone? was playing. No, no, like a mariachi. Oh, Band. Oh. or a band or uh, that's hilarious they're probably so sick of that song over there they're like listen sir so it was the little stuff like listening to despacito every place we went and so, so r- random um comment so my sister sent me a video about this girl this young girl that uh, her dad plays despacito like <laughs> like all the time but every time he plays it like she does his dance and so he always plays it at random places <laughs> so on the video it shows like five places where they're like in the grocery store <laughs> and then she breaks out in the dance or she's like sitting down eating so basically this song is very popular you that's guys. so like, funny every time I, it comes on my daughter's like who does my jam you don't even know what they're saying you, you, you have no idea and what if your saying. mama knew what they were saying you would probably not let her listen yeah to i anymore. actually asked somebody i just know it's about slow dancing i don't uh, know yeah, yeah. anyway like so that's it was an adventure it was quite the adventure <laughs> well welcome back we miss you thank you you guys did an awesome job last week we thanks it was fun having yeah. faith on it was, yeah. a, it was a good time but we still missed you thank you all right you guys so we will be right back um, stay tuned for a fantastic interview with Dr. Terry. You're listening to Life Chat Man, I am too determined to get a higher directional motivation. My fixation on my purpose is nothing short of amazing. I'm inflated like balloons, fantastically bring the doom to anyone who doubts my purpose. I'm sweeping you like a broom. Hold up. I might have hit it too soon. That double meaning might need screening. I'm fading a deeper scene. Yup, life is what you make it. So I decided to feed it. Make it strong and surely ready to sprout upon my completion. Look, I'm really on the grind and doing this for the shine. Yeah, I'm just trying to spread his love and give you some peace of mind. Please don't think me impressive because I'm still seeking direction. But I'm a living map for somebody else that's stressing. Which way to go? And everything is Not talking about marijuana on my mama, I'm on fire. I'm talking something like sauna. Kamikaze talking bomber, no jacket. I am the summer. A kingdom native, darker is my complexion. No Moana. Man, I'm just trying to be a living roadmap for those who can't see. Those walking around be indie. Be the headlights, the windshield wipers for those who can't be. Everything that's been assigned to them by GOD. GOD, MAPA, knows the way. I learned to be submissive when I learned to pray. You can't put opinions on his promise. His promise is his promise. He don't need to come really on the grind. Ain't doing this for the shine, man. I'm just trying to spread his love and give you some peace of mind. Please don't think me impressive, cause I'm still seeking direction, man. I'm a living map for somebody else that's stressing. Which way to go? Yeah. And everything is sweeter. Day 
Every day with Jesus gets sweeter than the end of last And the things they hold against me, I'm leaving them in the past Yeah, I'm a walking map of living testimony to his love, I'm talking matrimony. Matrimony, I'm talking real life, not that phony. He phoned me when I was feeling lonely. He took me inside, gave me a home. See, I can't take that for granted. It softened up my heart when it was harder than granted. I'm on the grind, ain't doing this for the shine. And I'm just trying to spread his love, give you a piece of my mind. Please don't think me impressive, cause I'm still seeking direction. Man, I'm a living map of somebody else distressing. Which way to go? Hey guys, welcome back to Life Chat Radio. Uh, it's been a minute since I've been interviewing people, so I'm a little rusty. And if I am, don't you judge me because I'm getting ready to have a really great conversation with the good Dr. Larry Terry. He is the director of the UNT. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm going to mess this up. UNT. Ur- oh, shoot. Make sure we get Dallas. Urban uh-huh. Search Institute. You got it. Did I do that right? You got it. Mm-hmm. Yay. Welcome, yeah. Dr. Terry. <laughs> Wait, let me see if I can say UNT Dallas Urban Search Institute. Yes. Okay, I did it. Hey, Dr. Terry. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Welcome to Live Chat Radio. Thank you for having me. Okay, so the very first thing that we do is we ask people to give um, give us a 30-second introduction of themselves. And I know okay. you like to talk, so you can't talk for longer <laughs> than I don't like seconds. to talk about myself, though. That's, uh, the, that's the difference. I can talk about all kinds <laughs> of things. Okay. Well, you got 30 seconds. I've got no clock, so I've got the internal clock. I'm going to try to keep it. Okay. 30 seconds. Ready, set, boom. Uh, a little bit about me. Grew up in... Um, San Jose, California, mm-hmm. primarily. Um, went to college at the University of California, Santa Barbara, so okay. UCSB. Did grad school at San Diego State University. Mm-hmm. Um, and then did my PhD here uh, at UT Dallas. Really? Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. All right. What's yeah. your PhD in? Public affairs. Okay. And people ask, what does that mean? Yeah, fixing all the, time. the public. Yeah. Well, no, a lot of people think it means like... Uh, like marketing or you know like public really? relations like oh, okay. i get so they think okay. it's that but no i have to like ah, it's government stuff and then okay. i usually stop there because they don't really care that much more. <laughs> they don't <laughs> care about the government stuff like, ah, okay so 30 seconds enough. of dr terry is school 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 yeah uh i am can I, you want me to keep going yeah i mean yeah, we'll okay. give you 15 more seconds 15 more seconds uh-huh. uh i'm married uh-huh. i have a son named little larry yeah yeah uh-huh. okay i'll call him larry yeah okay and uh i live out in forney Really? Yep. That's like BF and E, man. It is. That's why I like it. Yeah. Uh-huh. You quiet. like all of that stuff. So you like, don't talk to me. It's quiet. Leave me alone. Yeah. No, it was good though, because you know when we uh, moved here from New York, we lived in Brooklyn, and it was as urban and as loud as it can be. And <laughs> right? the second we got here, I'm like, let's get as far away from that kind of right on as possible. So. Very opposite. Very opposite. Cool. Cows. Yep. You know. Yep. Grass. Quiet, grass. Yep. I can see the stars at night. Are there grocery stores in Forney? There are uh, three. 
Okay. Three grocery stores. We got a Walmart. We got a, we got done. a Kroger. Right? <laughs> Walmart done. And then there's a uh, Brookshire's, I think okay, it's called. Okay, that's how really you say it. That okay, that, they cost too much money. Okay, yeah. Yeah, but Just, you can go to Walmart. Why do you go to Brookshire's? Yeah, it's out the way too, so. Okay. Yeah, I stick to Walmart and Kroger. Cool. Probably. Cool. So you guys are working on a pretty interesting project over there at yeah. the UNT Dallas Urban Search Institute. Mm-hmm. Wait, first tell the people what search stands yeah, for. Yeah, I was going to say okay. we probably should, we yeah, should cover that. Yeah, let's break that down. Um, and so the acronym is S-E-R-C-H, uh-huh. uh, and that stands for Service, Education, Research, Community, Hope. Okay. Kind of a mouthful. That's a lot to try to accomplish as well. It is. But, okay. you know, as we like to say, the, you know, the first three letters um, sort of describe what we do, uh-huh. sort of our core functions. Uh-huh. And then community is reflective of where we hope to right. you know, achieve those three things. And mm-hmm. the hope is sort of the outcome mm-hmm. that we intend to you know, try to produce through our work. So um, I really like uh, sort of what it stands for. And, um, you know, our logo is a compass. Uh, That's appropriate. That is appropriate. So mm-hmm. it's like a little play. Oh, you got it. Yeah, a little, little plan. <laughs> Aha. <laughs> Aha. Aha. I got yep, it. You got okay. it. So, you know, we try to say that through our work, we want to help provide direction, you know, to any type of solution. And we, we focus primarily in, in Southern Dallas. But mm-hmm. I think as we'll see here, you know, we're looking to, even go beyond that but right. um, that was our initial you know sort of footprint is right. southern dallas yeah so you guys are working through an educational institution yeah. would you say that that component is a strong um like a strong foundation into how you go about trying to do the work what elements are important in trying to execute those big goals yeah because we we are an institution of of higher learning you know, mm-hmm. education has to be a big portion mm-hmm. of what we do um the university of north texas at dallas their mission is uh you know, empower, strengthen, and transform. Right. So empower students, uh, transform lives, strengthen communities. Uh, and, you know, I'm a big believer that, um, you know, not everybody who uh, can benefit from the university is going to come for a four-year degree. That's true, right? So there are plenty. Yeah, and that's an idea that most folks don't necessarily attach themselves right. to. They usually associate education mm-hmm. or the educational institution yep. with the people who go get the education, right. not necessarily looking at the institution as a place that can help the community. Right. It's it's very non-traditional, mm-hmm. um, and every university has some level of outreach and sure. And uh, but you know because we are so small, and I think even more importantly, where we're located in Southern Dallas, right. you know, these issues. They literally come to your doorstep. Yeah. You know, things like, you know, we have students who are homeless, right. <laughs> you know, right. or, um, you know, students who are food insecure, right. you know, students with transportation issues, students right. who, you know, so all of these things that make up our student body, and right. it's really part of our identity. Yeah. And, uh, you know, in many ways, it'd be irresponsible for us to ignore those things. And uh, as a yeah. university, you know, to try to contribute to that is really, I think, what we're about. So, um a that's lot why of what, you're the public affairs guy. That's, that's, that's right. public. Those that, are the affairs of the public. That, that's not public relations. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Um, you can tell people that you deal with the affairs of the public. Yeah. You know, yeah. And then they get it. Once I yeah. say government stuff, then they get they get it. But they say, yeah, 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 yeah. But we're you know we you know again search is about community. It's right. about you know um, at the most sort of basic grassroots neighborhood mm-hmm. level is really where we try to have mm-hmm. our impact. And so. Um, you know, but again, it's based on the idea that we we don't want uh, the only people to be impacted by our work. Uh, we don't want that to just be students, right? You know, because there's plenty of people who could benefit right. from the the you know the core functions of what a university is about. Sure. So that's really how we we try to take and use search as a, a vehicle to take that out to the community. Cool. And, 
non-degree seeking ways right yeah. and so one of the ways that you guys are doing that is through we're going to use the abbreviation cla a lot mm-hmm. but cla stands for community leadership academy okay mm-hmm. so break down the community leadership academy i've got my own definition which is probably not the doctoral beautiful university definition yeah, okay. but you got a better one because it was, was this your idea it was okay yeah. you didn't steal it from anybody i did not okay straight from your head yes okay. and i and i've told this story before but you know uh, like everybody else, a lot of thinking happens in the car. Yeah, we do a lot of driving <laughs> here the car, in Dallas. The shower, the car, the shower. Yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. Sometimes middle of the night, you wake up. You know, but that too. Yeah, but this particular idea happened um, on my drive to work uh, one day, um, where you know the sort of the officer-related shootings and killings that had happened, you know, over the you know past couple of years. Um, you know, thinking about what can we do to right. really address those uh, these things that are happening in, in the community. And, did you and feel some personal responsibility to that, or um, did you feel responsibility from the position of your organization? Or, I, I mean, I think at a most at a basic level, I felt responsibility as, as a human because sure, you know, and I could filter through all the things that I, you know, I've learned over the course of my academic life and you know theories that I've come up with in my own head. Yeah, um, but. This, I think, everything that's happening really struck me at a at a basic human level as to why is this why is this happening? And there's a there was a professor of mine uh, when I was doing my PhD who once said, um, you know, you can you know we figured out as humans how to put people on the moon, yeah, but we haven't figured out how to get humans to stop killing each other. Yikes! So, you know, his point was like, well, we've we're so smart in our science and we can put these, you know, rockets into space, but right. we still can't figure out the basic ways to get people to stop hurting one another, you know? And that's, it's I a think big thought. it is a big thought, you know? And, yeah. and so how do you do that? And, um, you know, I've always felt that I have to use the things that I know to try to help someone. Mm-hmm. And I think that this sort of police community stuff really struck me hard. And, and at the time I was doing some work with, uh, the Caruth Police Institute mm-hmm. uh, here, which is also part of UNT Dallas. And mm-hmm. so that sort of gave me the inside access to DPD and sort right. of learning more about what they're up to. Right. Then I met the great um, Sergeant Anthony Martin down mm-hmm. at the Redbird uh, uh, storefront, the DPD storefront there, and just started having these conversations about what the role of police officers are in community and, right. you know, what leadership sort of responsibilities do they have? And I was right. like, you know, just going through the types of trainings that they get and you, you know, I really started uncovering that like most of it's, it's tactical right. related, you know, which yeah. makes sense yeah. uh, to an extent, but where I really saw this void was, you know, how are they being trained to be leaders of communities people? and leaders of people? <laughs> yeah. You know, because, you know, I don't know the stats on it, but I'd say in an officer's day on average, you know, he's, not arresting people. Right. <laughs> right. Right. And even the idea of understanding what the role of a police officer yeah. is, like you're going to get different definitions. You're going to get one definition, I'm sure, mm-hmm. from a random person in the community right. versus the definition of an actual police officer. So even, right. you know, the journey to unpack what is a police officer supposed to be doing, it varies by definition depending on who you're talking to. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, older generations might say, well, when I was a kid, Police officers, you knew their name. Right. They walked through your neighborhood. Yeah. They were more a part of sort of the fabric of what a community was about. Right. So, you know, in many ways, we're just trying to reintroduce that idea. Yeah. And go from there and yeah. to say, you know, 
um, what is this greater role that they can have in terms of working together on sure. issues that yeah. uh, individuals have. So, you know, sort of back to my, you know, where this idea came from is I was driving in the car one day and sort of having gone through these various conversations mm-hmm. and, you know, having done work with, um, you know, a lot of neighborhood associations in Southern Dallas and, you know, sort of seeing that in many ways, you know, a lot of our community leaders now lack the same skill set that our officers. Right. Uh, Which of, is knowing how to deal with people. Knowing how to deal with people, uh, communication, mm-hmm. strategies. Mm-hmm. Um, is that stuff that people even think about, though? I feel like that stuff tends to be an afterthought when you're trying to figure out the remedy to a bigger problem. It's not necessarily pe- something that people actively consider. You know, what is a strategy for interacting with right. somebody who's not like me? Well, I think I think too often when we think about leadership, we think of it from a formal perspective. So a leader is someone of title. Mm. So if I'm a sergeant, then now I'm a leader because my title says I'm a sergeant. Mm -hmm. Or if I'm the president of something, if I'm Mm -hmm. the president of a neighborhood association, that now I'm a leader because this title has been given to me. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, a lot of times what we also assume is that because they've been given a title that the leadership qualities will follow. Sure. And that's not always the case. And we have this assumption, oh, well, people are just born leaders. Like, no. Yeah. You know, those types of skills, they they get cultivated and developed over time. Right. But, you know, we neglect that a lot. Yeah. And we expect people to just because you have been named this title that you just, you're going to know the way to do things. And you don't, it's, it's not true. Right. And so, again, with my background, I've, you know, um, my research is on sort of leadership, community leadership. Mm -hmm. And so I just started thinking, well, how can we really start to do a real strategic and intentional job about trying to train people who are leading in communities. But once this sort of, you know, we, this uh, police community uh, environment has flared up the way that it has, you know, my thought was, well, what if we put these two communities and these two parties together, put our officers and law enforcement and our community leaders together collectively right that's a novel idea as and the key to it is in the community leadership academy is that it's done so at a peer uh on a peer level and that means what that means that you know normally we think of police there in the position of authority okay by you know the powers granted to them as law enforcement agencies mm-hmm. um so oftentimes you'll see um there's like a citizen police academy sure. and, you know, where citizen, the police are still teaching the police are teaching and they're teaching about what it's like to be an officer right but the community leadership academy strips that away and mm. says you know you're not you know sergeant martin you're anthony martin mm-hmm. and so get old tony get old tony that's it <laughs> and so you you know a lot of these symbols that we have of what power looks like spe- specifically in police community it's yeah. about you know, it's the uniform. Right. It's the gun. So they don't have the any of that in they class. Do not come, they don't come to this uh, this program. Was that uncomfortable and, for them? Was, did anybody just like accidentally show up with their... Uh... <laughs> yeah, one person did on the first day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she came plain clothes. Uh-huh. But um, she did uh, have a gun. I'm not going to... Oh, yeah. no. Yeah. And, but I think she, she recognized like, okay, oh, I forgot that, you know, we're supposed to uh, not have that. And uh. so... But it, it was, a, you know, when having these initial discussions with DPD about CLA, mm-hmm. that was one of my first requests. I said, look, you know, we want this to be peer-based. Right. We don't want it to be officers walking into the training. Like, right. they just got off the shift and they got their gun. And, and <laughs> right. it changes the dynamic of, of things right. uh, you know, tremendously. And so when I made that request, they're like, we get it. Right on. It wasn't even a, a 
you know, uh, you know, a point of contention for them. They're like, no, we totally understand. Very good. And it's done interesting things, I think, in the in the classroom to have them work together because, again, you know, um, the philosophy of the CLA is that humanity is the core of leadership, mm-hmm. and so by stripping those sort of symbols of power away, we wanted them to see each other as humans, as humans, as yeah. dads, as moms, as you know what I mean? As sure. neighbors. Sure. And, you know, sure. No and it one... probably totally shifted their mentality and how they were going to communicate with one another. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. We'll keep talking about that. We're going to take a quick break. I want to get it. into how the dynamics have worked within the classroom. Mm-hmm. We're going to add mm-hmm. in our co-host, my co-host here on Life Chat Radio. Esther is going to join us for the rest of the conversation. Okay. So we'll be back in one second. You're listening to Life Chat Radio. Love it. You know... We spend a whole lot of time Thinking we living when we dead inside Telling people what we see Telling people what we heard But they're just lies because we're all deaf And we so, so blind So an honor of the truth I'll tell it Tell the people, tell them I'ma get it No one wants to hear it, but I guess it's best that we go near it It's seeming to be very, very necessary I mean it and I'm on one So come a little closer Yes, I'm on Sun Holding with all my mind And I promise I ain't letting go Till I get what I ain't got No more we need a peace of mind Yeah, I lost it and Sometimes I'm I feel like I got nowhere to go My days get dark And my nights get cold That's when I need you Busting out the seams We call ourselves doing it We call ourselves chasing dreams It's crazy cause we all know in our hearts It's never really what it seems So instead of front and mode, let's go back Start from the beginning, let's be honest And tell what's happening, see we ain't on That is sad cause we've been front so long Now we don't even know how to start on being real But I got you, my head hurt and my back through two and some Sometimes I don't know what I'm gonna do I worry, you worry It's natural to worry Cause life gets ugly and ain't always Sometimes hurting. I feel like I got nowhere to go My days get dark and my nights get cold That's when I need you I know I'm running low So if you got that peace If you got that love Say I need it in my life, my life, my life alone I need it in my life, my life 
Check out our latest issue of Alicia Magazine by visiting aliciamagazine.com and be sure to join our email list. That web address again is E-L-I-S-I-A magazine.com. You're listening to Live Chat Radio. We are back on Life Chat Radio, and we are hanging out with Dr. Larry Terry from the UNT Dallas Urban Search Institute. I said it all right that time. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. And we also have Miss Esther Calloway. Hey. Hey, guys. She's joining I us. I missed y'all. Listen, we missed you, too. Good. She's a great thing. Uh, yeah. I missed you last week. Oh, I listened to y'all show, by the way. Yeah, awesome. That was lovely. Um, <laughs> so she's joining us for the next part of this. Is, this is how we do things, Dr. Yeah, Terry. Good. Good. Sorry. Right. Welcome. Yeah. So... Thanks, guys. Uh, (laughs) So we were just getting ready to talk about how these classes have been working out with the police. They don't have their uniforms on. Mm -hmm. They ain't got no badges. They ain't got no guns. They're in there with these regular people. Mm -hmm. But they're not super, like, they're regular people. But these are a different kind of regular people, right? So they're, like, involved in community in some capacity. Yeah, so we have, you know, neighborhood association uh, leaders. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have apartment managers, which I think is great. That is. few people who've uh, run for city council, maybe one in there who's run for city council before, yeah. uh, someone from the YMCA, so some nonprofit, mm-hmm. but yeah. you know, again, who have shown some propensity to want to be leaders in mm-hmm. community, so. And what are um, they learning in there? Um, lots of things. Okay. Um, but we broke down the, the CLA into six modules uh, that we thought that would be beneficial from a skill set perspective for these leaders to have. Um, so the first module was restorative practice and mm-hmm. conflict resolution, mm-hmm. um, and that has dealt a lot with uh, restorative justice principles that have been developed and used primarily here in Dallas in DISD in schools as a alternative way to you know think about discipline and okay and that's like what that. restorative means right because res- that's a college word yeah like restorative <laughs> practices yes. means other ways to so discipline. to not yet yeah, so to think that. In a in a relationship that it's not just the person of authority who's always right. So yeah. in, in a in a classroom setting, typically discipline is like, well, the teacher you know said you broke a rule, so now you got to go to the principal's office. Mm-hmm. Well, restorative practice forces the teacher to also be aware of the things that they're doing and their behaviors, and mm. to build relationships with students nice. uh, to make sure that you know issues don't continue. So it's not just a student problem. Got it. So we thought that this something like this would be useful in the CLA setting because again, these leaders again through title or whatever it is can't always assume that just because that they're leaders that they're always always right that they're always right and so it it helps to to try to build that relationship building skill set which we need yeah um and how do we think about and break down issues that we are having in our community so it gives them competencies to set up discussions and uh they have something called a respect agreement so it's like how am i going to treat you in a setting um, and so it keeps everybody on the same playing field, right? Yes. Like, a, like okay, we're all equal in yes. here, so there's no like big eyes and little U's. Right. And, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so restorative practice, uh, we had a module on uh, inclusion, multiculturalism, mm-hmm. um, 
and diversity, you mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't just, uh, you know, um, uh, you know, it wasn't a diversity training, right? But it talks a lot about socialization, how right. that impacts power dynamics, yeah. um, sort of biases, implicit mm-hmm. bias. You know, that's a, a implicit big bias that's garnered over years and yes. years and mm-hmm. years, and it's generational. And so I think this way because uh-huh. of all these things that have happened to you, my family and my great grandpa. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's not yeah. just right now; it's and, and these cycles of socialization that happen over time through our, you know, our institutions, our schools, our churches, and media, and how that impacts the way that we view the world and right. how it constructs our right. sort of right. our worldview. So, and in that, that was a lot of self-reflection sure. for mm-hmm. you know, both you know officers and citizens about right. how have you know sort of my thoughts on you know race and ethnicity and power how does that impact what i'm doing on a day-to-day right. basis my life actually like yes. my actions mm-hmm. my responses right. to specific people yeah, right, right. Very important. so it's not just like we'll recognize that people are diverse but you know why have i you know sort of come to believe these certain things but even more so now that i've acknowledged them how do i change my my dynamics right. moving forward so mm-hmm. it's a lot of you know they had this this moment where it's like you know we have to be able to look in the mirror and see sort of what our blind spots are and, yeah mm-hmm. um so multiculturalism, we had a, a, a module on uh, empathetic decision making. Mm-hmm. Again, how do I make decisions That's that are interesting. yeah that are on behalf and thinking and considering other people? Mm-hmm. Sort of human centered decision making models. So again, giving them these tools yeah. without having to experience what they've experienced. Right. So I, I have to be able to know where you are without living walking in your shoes. Basically, right. that's mm-hmm. that's dark. That's mm-hmm. difficult mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah. But it's even opening yourself up to uh, having that initial discussion right. about you know what is it that you've gone through Mm -hmm. and how does that impact sort of things that are happening here right but for me to put that uh in a position to where now i'm going to make decisions based on what i know about you and know about the circumstances and not just you know sort of internally focused decision making right um we did a module on social capital development consensus building looking Mm -hmm. at strengths that communities have right because a lot a lot of times in communities of need we're you know we're quick to say well we don't have this this and this right so it's looking at communities say, well, look, what do you have? And starting there. And what assets do you have? And right. start building out from there. Right. Because even that process of identifying individual assets, um, community assets, now you can start being strategic about, well, how do we bring these assets together to for some greater yeah. purpose? This is know? a lot of information in a very short amount of time. So you guys yeah. do this. This is, CLA happens over the course of how many weeks? Uh, roughly 12. So 12 weeks, uh-huh. and they're meeting twice a week? They meet once once a week. Uh, every every other week, roughly. Uh, for we four had, hours? or Yeah, it's about you know, 5.30 to 9, three and a half, four hours. Mm-hmm. We feed them, you know, make sure that they're, because they, most of them just come from work, and mm-hmm. feed them and teach them. Yeah, <laughs> and so how, how long has it been going on? Like, is this a new class basically it's the first program yeah so it's a new program first class we started may 22nd with our opening night uh and then the first uh instruction began may 23rd which was a Mm -hmm. tuesday and uh, so we have a tuesday and thursday cohort uh Mm -hmm. right now so it's 16 police officers and 16 citizens okay okay um each you know tuesday night have 16 thursday night has 16 different 16s yes okay Uh Okay. and within that uh there's eight officers and eight citizens Mm -hmm. And then they're broken up into four groups of four, mm-hmm. two citizens, two officers per mm-hmm. group. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, like with everything, all the programs and all of like the main mission of uh, the course, what challenges have you like been, have you seen so far? Like, are there any challenges right now? Are there any uh, lack of improvement or, you know, like what's really happening like on the day to day? I think that, you know, just like when you start anything new, yeah. I think the biggest challenge is just you know, getting people to um, 
you know, in many ways open up about yeah. certain things. Yeah. But we've seen, you know, it's really a, a, an exercise in developing cohesion. Right, <laughs> right, right. Just like you take any kind of class, you know, you don't know who your, you know, peers are. So it takes time. Yeah, to, to build develop, those relationships. To build those relationships. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so we're dealing with two levels of that. Number one, people not knowing each other mostly. But then two, there's the other level of, okay, now we're working with officer citizen. Right. And so it's just developing that level of trust. But I think that they've done a great job. Yeah. In that, um, as expected, yeah, I w- yes, I would say as expected. I mean, now, um, you know, you get to the point where you know you you walk into the classroom, you know, people are chatting mm-hmm. about personal stuff. That's great, you know. And you look around the room, and you know, aside from a few, you know, people who you're like, okay, that guy works out. He's got to be a police officer. Mm-hmm. Right. We've now, I, I believe, gotten to the point where you look around and you can't tell who the cops yeah. are that's anymore. Great. But that's, that's come really through great. intentional relationship yes. building. Mm-hmm. It's been very intentional. And so I, we were talking a little bit off air about how you scale intentional relationship building because ultimately what you're starting to see is the core of your mission starting to come into fruition, mm-hmm. which is the fact that humanity is yep. the core of leadership. And if you have this understanding of how humanity operates, right. then you can actually lead in communities, whether you're a police officer or whether you're just, you mm-hmm. know, of the average citizen. So mm. um, the last question before, because then we got to close out. Sure. We could probably talk about this one forever. Yeah. Um, but how do you take this model and scale it? And do right. you think, um, the other thing that I want to address also going into this last question is the fact that we've seen a lot of people do events, like one-off events, right. and they heal the world and right. they hold... <laughs> They hold hands, and the, but <laughs> you, you see yeah. that we just saw it. Seven seven just happened, and you know they held hands again, and right. they say, "Hey, we're going to do better." But to me, this is the harder work. Like this is yes. unpacking years and generations oh, of gosh. biases conditioning. and misunder- yeah, conditioning. So, given those things, how do you scale this thing so that other folks get a chance to experience it? Um. In the blog that you made me write the other day. <laughs> Does it have to be like that? In the it, no, blog, I like know, out, but it was right? good. I'm glad she made me do it because I never, done, I'd never done it before. So it was, a, it was a good uh, exercise for me. But one of the things that I mentioned in the blog is that um, you're less likely to want to harm somebody the better you know them. Yes. Right. right. We've seen this. I mean, you're. You don't. You, you know somebody. Yeah. You'll think twice about doing something right. that has the potential harm, uh, you know, harmful mm-hmm. impact to them. So that's what we're hoping to sort of accomplish through this: is that the more these communities and police officers not only get to know each other, but are working on collective goals together, because everybody mm. wants safe neighborhoods, right. Right. right, right, absolutely. But there's just different ways that we think about going about it, right? right? Um, and everybody but, wants to do it their way. Like the police are going to save the world. The neighborhood association is going to save the world. All these individual right. entities are doing the work instead of them working together. Yeah. yeah and so we, we don't want these things to happen in isolation. Sure. And so you want them to happen together. But that has to come from sort of the community. And to answer your question about how we see this sort of scaling out, um, you know, we our, our plan is to go to different cities and to train in this material, but from peop- to train people from those communities. Right. So it would be less impactful, potentially, if I go to Chicago and I deliver these things, mm-hmm. these, these modules. But if they get these modules from people in Chicago who are leading in communities, now there's a lot more legitimacy and power in that. Yeah. yeah. Same material, but sometimes the messenger matters. Yeah, it does. Totally. You know, and so... It's the familiarity of the, the messenger. Fami- that's yeah. right. And, yeah. and those, those messengers, they have you know, historical context 
um, you know, neighborhood dynamics. They understand all those things. Right. And so, mm-hmm. again, we want to empower community leaders to ultimately deliver this material to other community leaders. So it's all contextual. Cool. Um, same material, but filtered through whatever their community and neighborhood lenses are. Because it's all different. Like every community is different. I mean, right. in the in the gist of things, like the basic community is a community, but mm-hmm. every community has its own personality, its own flavor, yeah. its own color. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it's all different. All these different personalities kind of coming together. So Chicago's personality is different from DeSoto, it's different from Dallas, right. it's different from, right. you know, York. Lancaster, right. New York. I mean, you just, yeah, every, yeah. every little community is different. And so they'll have to filter those all of these modules that we deliver all six of them but through their historical context their, their neighborhood context yeah and so that's what they'll end up you know being able to bring to this so it's not just a cut and paste like well every problem's the same because we know that it's not yeah neighborhoods are different yeah you know? so even here you know you could say uh you know right we we sort of lump southern dallas all into this one big but yeah. it's, it's so different it's, it's, desoto from cedar hill right, to lancaster right. to, yeah right and, and and this creates a really great blueprint mm-hmm. for them to say this is like these are the results that we're seeing from this pattern that right. we've created right. and so with you creating the same pattern for your community you're going to get the same results just in a different right. Wh- right. whatever results that you're looking to do mm-hmm. put it in this lens mm-hmm. and you'll see it so i think Very that's good. amazing cool. thank you so much for coming on hey no problem this was fun it was good. fun we have to actually like continue this conversation maybe in a live setting i think that would be cool that would be a mm, good live show we've that. actually talked i've pseudo talked about that with you before <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll talk about it <laughs> for real okay. Okay. i pseudo talk yeah. with dr yes. About fifty thousand ideas. Yeah, we, like, Dad, I, 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 just thought. We I, I already know. Totally. Y'all really do. Seriously. <laughs> totally. Totally. Uh, so, folks can stalk what's going on with the Urban Search Institute by going to. Um, we have um, a website. website. <laughs> yeah, that's getting uh, improved upon uh, as we speak. UNTDallas.edu/search. Yep. Uh, S E R C H, of course. So Very you good. can, yeah, you can, right. you can go there. Uh, I think our Instagram is search at UNTD. Yep. And that's also our, our Twitter Twitter handle. The Twitter is that is that what the kids say? These <laughs> <days>? <laughs> the, the Twitter. Twitter. Come yeah. on, the definitely. Napster. I don't the think Napster. they say that. Dr. <laughs> <laughs> they don't say and the the, can, the B in the front of it. They don't uh, say the Twitter. Do they <laughs> <go to> the <laughs> Twitter. <laughs> Maybe they should. It'd be they a little shouldn't. bit. No, they shouldn't. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Absolutely well, that's where you can find us. Okay, and then you're on Facebook. You can just search UNT Dallas Urban Surgeons. Yeah, you can find us there. That's and just follow awesome. follow what's Search going on. Yeah. As well as Dr. Terry, like you have all your social no, media. No, no, do not no, don't Terry's. even look for you. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right, you guys. Just well, if you're trying to get in contact with him, come through us <laughs> or Felicia. Right. Like we got you. We just got the we got UNT the Dallas, yeah, you, you can like you because you're on you're on the UNT Dallas site. Some what? Yeah, yeah, I am. <laughs> you, know, wait, you, am you, I? you can email me also at Larry Terry. At UNT Dallas. There you go. Thank you. That's when I know how to work. All right. Email. Good job. Thank you so much. All right, you guys. So thank you again so much, Dr. Terry, for being a part of Lights Radio. And we will be right back. This is Ecal. And this is Felicia. And we want you to be a part of our live live chat radio audience. So if you'd like to be a part of our live podcast audience, email us at livechatradio at gmail.com. And make sure you visit us online at livechatlive.com. We can't wait to chat with you. You are listening to Life Chat Radio. Hey guys, welcome back to Life Chat Radio. We have had a blast today talking with Dr. Larry Terry from the UNT Dallas Urban Search Institute. Yes. And breaking down community redefined. I really just appreciate their slow approach to change. I think it's so hard to set out on something that 
is such a huge problem and everybody wants to figure out you know how do you get people like to now so yeah how you get people to stop killing people but <laughs> like please uh that's a big problem and it's gonna take some some long-term solutions so. yeah and i think they are on a really great path to like i said creating that blueprint um that allows them to scale to different communities around the world so i think it's a great thing yeah it'll be fun to watch them grow so you guys keep up with them just google search unt dallas urban search institute you can find them on facebook instagram twitter or on the web so just stay tuned to what they're doing they're doing great work yes and also again make sure that you go to our website that'll be under construction in a little bit i mean it's under construction it'll it'll always be functional like chatlife.com you can stay connected with us we've got quite a few things coming up in the fall esther just finished a really great event about music publishing with TuneCore. yeah how did it go great it was a really really great event it was successful um got a chance to partner with TuneCore. met them actually at south by southwest um and just kind of stay connected with them and uh her name is amy lombardi she is the oh entertainment relations director at TuneCore. man I always kind of get her title messed up, but she's um she's out of Austin. She came down, led a really great session about just music publishing one on one, more of the publishing admin, uh, part or piece that a lot of artists miss when yeah. it, when it comes to like their music and yeah. like uh, trying to figure out how to make money outside of your your performance like royalties. Mm-hmm. You know, like actually getting on stage and performing and selling tickets at the door and all that good stuff. Like there's so many other opportunities and ways for you to make money off of your music as an artist and and so. Every um, everyone that was there, you know, um, got a chance to get something out of it. Our producer Frankie came and was uh, actually able to sit into the session for a little bit, so that was cool. Um, and then we also had uh, Adam Adam Carpenter with Watershed Music Group who came and sat on the panel, and so mm-hmm. it was really great, man. Just a lot of a lot of information oh. that was given. That was like, yeah. You guys are doing it again. Yes, we'll do it again in September, and that one will be on um, artist touring. Actually, how to book a tour for an artist. So, cool, yeah, that's, that's good, mm-hmm. valuable, valuable information. Absolutely, I hope folks really take advantage. Yes, I do too. Of that kind of information. Yeah. What What does uh, Zoe Com have coming up? Um, we have a workshop coming up on August the 22nd called Morning Muse. Mm-hmm. It will be a new quarterly workshop for people who are not so creative. Mm-hmm. It's a networking event for the not so creatives hosted by and taught by creatives. Okay. So we will be there. I'll be teaching a bit of a session and also um, a woman by the name of Rose Taylor with mm-hmm. Rose Marketing Solutions out of Dallas will be there nice. as well. Um, I love Rose because she's also an actress. And so um, I think, you know, most folks don't think that they have any sort of creativity, um, especially business owners. They don't understand how to access the creative parts of their brain in order to maximize how to penetrate, like penetrating the market. And we're all creatives. And everybody. Yeah. Everyone. And so uh, this the Morning Muse workshop is all about kind of unleashing and learning how to unleash your creative storytelling part of your brain so that you can market yourself better. Great. Mm -hmm. And then also, um, you, if you guys want to catch us on a monthly basis, we're still doing Beneath the Stars. Mm-hmm. That happens every fourth Friday um, in the city of DeSoto at the DeSoto Amphitheater. So it's been fantastic thus far. We have August and then... So we have our September. August the 18th is our, our last show for the uh, competition. Mm-hmm. And then our um, winner from the August 18th show will be performing at DeSoto Arts Live on mm-hmm. September the 30th, which will be at the DeSoto 
Soto Town Center, where the headliner will be Old School Midnight Star. Midnight Star. Yeah, so we'll be at both of those events, but you can catch us. And that's for September second, sure. right? Mm-mm, September thirtieth. Oh. Thirtieth. Mm-hmm. Oh, how did I get? Second? They pushed it to the end of the month. Oh, mm-hmm. got you, because it was normally on uh, Labor Day. Yeah, Is that Labor Day weekend. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's gotcha. another arts festival happening at Labor Day weekend, so they're going to do it at the end of September. Okay, September thirtieth. Yeah. Cool. So we've got that, and then we've got Sacket to Satan, of course, coming yep. up October the twenty eighth. Mm-hmm. Um, at Turning Point Christian Academy um, field. So. Yes, a lot going on, you guys. So make mm-hmm. sure you stay connected to both of us. And then, of course, through Live Chat Radio all yeah. across the board. LiveChatLive.com. We'll also, we have a special event coming up on September 11th that we'll clue you guys into. Yeah. Uh, some of you guys will be getting a special invite. So if you are connected to us on LiveChatLive.com um, and are a part of our email list, then maybe you'll know what we're doing on September 11th. 11, guys. Yeah. All right, so um, stay tuned for more things, all the lovely things and again you know we ask one thing of course we don't get paid for doing this podcast at all so we ask that everyone that's listening that you share this with somebody that needs to hear what we're talking about so if you know someone in your own community that is trying to redefine their area then make sure that you share this podcast with them and thanks so much for listening bye guys bye.